0: Welcome to Kokoro Beat Podcast, I'm Minuet, a newcomer who brings a fresh set of eyes to the anime world. And we have Sad Dad, a manga enthusiast and seasoned anime watcher since the days of early Toonami. Together, we bring our unique perspectives, love of anime, and plenty of humor to boot in a series that covers some of the most emotional, tear-jerking, and thought-provoking romance animes we feel just don't get the credit that they deserve. I feel like you're a pro and you left me in the dust. Um,
1: I, there's no way I could yeah, leave you in the today, dust.
0: <laughs> today we'll be talking about, um, this is our part two episode um, about the movie to every you I've loved before. The last episode being about the movie to the Solitary Me Who Loved You or To the Only Me Who Loved You. There's so I've many seen names. So many. I know, and I get so confused with these titles because they're so similar, but mm-hmm. then they're not the same. <laughs> so I'm just like, I always get them mixed up. Yeah. But yeah, so this movie covers, I'll, I'll read the synopsis here. In a world, in a world where so... people regularly <laughs> travel between slightly different parallel universes, Takasaki Kayomi lives with his mother after his parents' recent divorce. Awkward and studious, he has trouble making friends at his new school until his classmate, Takigawa Kazune, seeks him out. That's the synopsis to this movie that, you know, you start with. Very similar to, or at least the beginning is exactly the same.
1: Yeah, he kind of is the same person. Like, even though he's living with his mom versus his dad. There's slight changes, maybe, but really overall kind of the same, the same demeanor of person.
0: Right. And I I was like surprised. So the movie like picks up right at that, like hidden scene we saw at the end of the credits of the last one where he's like old and he goes to this, he has this meeting that he's like, what is this? What is this?
1: This fancy garden hat.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. His lady's hat. Mm -hmm. They do like show a little more kind of a little more of a peek into his life though, than that scene did where it shows him and his wife actually discussing it more, I guess. But yeah, honestly, like the, the beginning of the movie is a lot of repeat footage we've seen before.
1: Yeah, I actually, I, actually, I timed it, because I, I went back to a few scenes a lot of times. Um, around like the 40-minute mark, like you could probably skip to the 40-minute mark and not miss a whole bunch. Uh, a lot of it's kind of redoing new stuff. I mean, you, there's subtle details in there, but...
0: Mm-hmm. Up
1: until that point, you probably get it by now. If you watch this in a different order, um, maybe you wouldn't. That might be why. But mm-hmm. yeah, like up until about the 40 minute mark, it's a lot of it's the same.
0: That's a long time period. Right? Like of it's, it's a, being the same.
1: Yeah, it's almost, it's 40 minutes. almost a two hour movie. So. Um, what so did I, you
0: think about that? Did you think it was needed?
1: Hmm, I think. I don't think I don't think it was needed. Um, I don't think it really added so much, except for like like until really the second time they go to the karaoke bar. Um, until that moment, uh, a lot of it was kind of just.
0: I disagree with you there.
1: I disagree because, to your disagreements.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I disagree to your disagree to my disagree. We'll keep going forever. Forever um, and ever. This will be the yeah, 40 nothing. minutes of us doing that yeah. back and forth.
1: And then um, we'll see if 40 <laughs> minutes is really a waste or not.
0: Right, right. That's right. the true test. It's a scientific hmm. test. So why, why
1: was that first 40 minutes worth it?
0: Um. Well, one, if you're looking at the movie on its own, like you need that for context a little bit. Mm-hmm. Two, I really appreciate having one difference they have in this movie that they don't give you in the last movie is they have Koyomi kind of narrate some stuff and explain things a little more. Okay, yeah. It's still very like science jargony, you know, and it it moves very fast. So I will say, like the first time I watched it, I was trying to take it all in with the subtitles, and it was moving so quickly that I didn't catch it all. Second time though, I, I caught it more and it made semi sense to me yeah i was like okay this is explaining it to me in a way that i understand sort of yeah i get the, so I the get that season.
1: and i think like like explaining the basically you shift further basically one for every major choice you make um mm-hmm. that diverts from you know like uh from your original like you're basically person zero um but right also the, like the explanation of like, you make, you make shifts without realizing because of this, um, uh, or you may forget where your keys are one day, or you may not quite, um, understand, uh, what's happening or what's, what's changed, but it's, it can be so small in difference that you never, it never really latches on or you never really catch that it's happening.
0: Right. So yeah, that was something I really appreciated. I liked the narration that they included with Koyomi. And it was like old Koyomi, so it's like him looking back on his life and different things that led him to like where he is and kind of telling us the story in a way. Um, the only other thing that I think why this was needed is they did expound upon, so obviously we see like that BB gun scene where again, yeah, he he's been being an <laughs> asshole, yeah. yeah, and his grandpa's like, dude, you're being an asshole, and takes it away, and he gets mad, mm-hmm. and he um says he's never gonna talk to his granddad again. It's like a little fight they have, yeah. Um, when we see him shift, I I didn't realize his granddad like basically died like before he could say sorry or they could make up, right? So, getting that kind of context, and then like when he shifts to this world where his granddad is alive and he, they have this conversation in the bed that, you know, they obviously, maybe they didn't show in the last movie, but it was really meaningful and touching.
1: And it comes up, it it comes up later. We see a lot of the scenes, we see how basically he had shifted while he was walking his dog. And so Mm -hmm. that's why when, in the, in the other film, when he comes in, the dog had already gotten, uh, you know, had gotten gotten away, um, right? Like we, have, like you understand that connection, and then you also see the other side of the the, the shift and that conversation. I think which is really important, but I think it also to, it all, to me it showed um, kind of not necessarily like the futility of you know the choices that you make, but that a choice you can make can divert you from one path, but it could also meet back together, like they mentioned later. Like it's it's mm-hmm. they he had made a choice to get more time with, uh, in this case, either the dog or the grandfather and the swap happened. But either way, no matter how you cut it, the grandfather passes away at some point. So it's like,
0: right. Well, that's life. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, like, no matter what you do,
1: it's like, it's kind of like, it's going to happen. But either way, um, the person that results from either the dog dying first or the grandfather dying first, it was kind of inconsequential. It was still kind of made the same person. I don't
0: know. I feel like it wasn't inconsequential because the Koyomi of the world where his grandfather died and then he gets to go and have that conversation with his grandfather, like, learns a valuable lesson. Whereas the Koyomi who switched to see his dog doesn't necessarily learn that same kind of lesson. And maybe that results in him making the choices he makes or, you know, like leads to... The I would say maybe not until later movie. like
1: but but the, the in the first film i'd say he kind of experiences that later though because his grandfather does eventually die like the whole the whole right. scene about they never open the front doors unless mm-hmm. you know unless basically unless we're carrying out the casket and that's mentioned a lot throughout both films so i think that he gets it through some way maybe but maybe that life lesson doesn't come immediately at that time um but yeah, that conversation was important. I, I I I'll I'll retract that part and say like having that conversation with his grandfather was important.
0: I will say this conversation with his granddad. One, this conversation was the beginning of a major theme throughout the movie, where you um where they tackled the concept of reconciliation and closure, yeah. um which comes up several other times with different situations. So one, I really appreciated that. Um, Two, it was also the dialogue. It really highlighted how bad the dialogue was in the last film and how just lacking of emotion and like real substance was there for me because this was actually like where I was, I perked up. I was like, oh, this is real dialogue. This is a real relationship. These Mm -hmm. people don't feel one dimensional anymore. They actually feel... Like, they have stuff going on that I can connect to and relate to.
1: No, I agree. I think that uh, there's a lot more meaningful dialogue in this um, to the point where Mm -hmm. I kind of, I'm for it kind of being uh, Takigawa's, like, this is kind of more her story than anybody else's.
0: I'm so glad you said that. Like, I thought that exact same thing. Like, this is her love story. Yeah. Honestly.
1: Even the one that's not hers is hers, you know, it's like, so it's like, there's so much more meaningful dialogue to build that up. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot stronger because of it. And I think that the fact that we're reconciling a lot of things is not just with necessarily the relationships that he experiences, but we're able to understand that reconciliation is necessary because in the first film, there's kind of a lot of loose ends and not a lot of closure. And I think Mm -hmm. in this one you have a lot of closure in this one because we have the, I guess the backfilled information, um, from the other film as well. I'm able to understand what, what led up to it as to, as well as to, um, what is coming afterwards, just because before I felt like I was either Mm -hmm. in the middle of something, the start of something and it's kind of intentional. At some points, because you know you're shifting into someone else's world, but I think it raised a lot of cool questions that I like too, as well. And I'll talk about that later. But it's there's a lot of really cool things that came up that I, I have questions about, and that didn't really happen in the first film yes. for me.
0: It's it's interesting to me where, in the last film, he had like Koyomi had kind of a happier childhood because he had Shiori as a friend, and then it yeah. moves into this tragic thing that happens. And it's kind of the reverse in this movie where as a child, like Koyomi is really lonely and he doesn't have any friends really.
1: And I think that's like, it's almost like uh, it's I, I, w- I wouldn't say self-inflicted entirely, but self-inflicted to a degree where it's like, he feels like it's necessary to, because he does well in school to not necessarily, he doesn't want people to dislike him because I don't know, people are competitive or, he feels like he has to maintain that too for some sense of uh, achievements, but he kind of self isolates and it's not until later that, you know, he even reflects on that, like that it could be any different. Like, he's just like, this is the way it has to be. I got to be on my own. I can't make choices. You know, people want to hang out, but then, then they'll see more of me and I don't want that. Like it's, it's like he, he really truly doesn't want people to see any other side of him.
0: Right. And as a result, he's asked to make that that speech that we see him giving in in the last movie, Um, and then Kazune giving in this universe, they peeked into this point in the last movie with the montages. Um, But he declines giving the speech here. He was asked, though, he was asked to do it. He declines because he doesn't want to stand out in front of his peers. And so that's why Kazune gets to give the speech
1: yeah and I think the same um, thing happens in the other film too, where it's like it's they don't go into detail as to as to as to as to why, but she's giving the speech as well in the other film like they just kind of well it in that's that's but, this world
0: yeah. that's this world. he actually gives the speech in the other film he does because he's so focused, he doesn't care, yeah, he doesn't care about huh. what his peers think he's so focused on shiori um and getting to a point that yeah he he gives the speech
1: i see what you're
0: thinking of is like when they show that montage of this film basically in like little <laughs> montage bite yeah that is one of the things that they show is her giving the speech so it is one of the differences between the two worlds
1: yeah, it's kind of confusing because um, in the in the first film like you don't really see Takigawa till like near the end um mm-hmm. like the last the last bits of it but in this one, right. she's introduced to him pretty early on. And then their relationship starts right in the beginning of like, you know, you do so well. But like, I remember the other film had parts of like him not doing well in courses and then like her helping him out. Um, well,
0: that's the thing is, that's what we thought was happening. Yeah, But it's all different now. Yeah. Like that changes what was even happening because I just assumed that she shifted and was, like, helping him prepare to save Shiori. Yeah. And I just assumed that she was pulling him as the Kazune from previous world who had shifted and was like, oh, you don't remember me? Mm-hmm. But no, she's the Kazune from this world, maybe? And reveals that, like, they, in her, she's saying she was in another, she come, came from another world,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, takes him to karaoke, explains that she's from another world and in the world she's from, he and Koyomi are dating.
1: Yeah. I think that the way I ordered it in my brain, tell me if I'm like way off base, um, but the way I ordered it is that Takigawa likely made a shift, a parallel shift before Koyomi did. And the reason why is because when he was shifting... Um, making like the, the physical choice to 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 shift. Um, mm-hmm. they like she had seen it, or it had happened to her. Um, whereas the like this this version of um uh of Koyomi, the shift kind of happened to them, versus mm-hmm. them choosing to make the shift. So in this world, Koyomi experienced a shift as like being on the other end of it. But Takigawa, because as we learn like later in the film, reaches out to other selves and often has made jumps, um, like going like rogue, uh, essentially making Mm -hmm. jumps. I think she has connections to her previous self and like a understanding of it at an earlier age because of that. Is my, is my guess, because like, I feel like there's, there's one thing that she mentions in the, in the beginning, I think. Um, she mentions mm-hmm. like Koyomi being dependable, but also mentions that he saved her from a wild dog, which I assume was just his dog off-leash of some sort, um, but something that we maybe haven't seen or understood. So I, I feel like um, maybe in one of these parallels... She has seen, experienced, understands shifts, um, and that's why she's coming at him like, like, oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm from another world or another, a, a parallel world. So I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly, but I, I, think that she must have an understanding of it before he does, at least. If I
0: don't you're know. Call her
1: zero, and then
0: I think this is just like this part really, really confused me. Because one, she says she's like from this other world. They're dating, and then she's like, "Don't mention this." And then he like determines that she's shifted back. So then he like calls her back to the karaoke room, and like wants to talk to who he is thinking is is it Takigawa-san, Kazune? But like yeah, they, I would they say Kazune because Kazune is name. the
1: one he's familiar with. Like that's the familiarity because it's it's her first name. Takigawa would be the uh. Basically. Well, yeah, but
0: he thinks it's Takigawa because they shifted back. Right. This, this, this is the formal one. So he calls her back because he wants to talk about it. And he's like using this as a opportunity to ask her to be friends. Um, because maybe they they experienced, you know, this or she experienced the shift. And yeah. he's like, I, I don't know. He was thinking like, oh, this could bring us together. We could be friends, a.k.a. Like, I think ulterior motive wants to date her. Um, yeah. But says friends first. And then she just like collapses in a weird fit that I'm like, what the hell was this? This is, seems a bit extreme. Like He just collapses onto the floor and then starts laughing hysterically and pulls the label off of her little like time watch that they call I, IEP or IP, whatever it is, that said 85 because she had said she was from
1: 85. distance 85 world. Whatever, Yeah world number 85. And then she's like,
0: "Oh, it was all it was all just a prank. I I never sw- I never shifted. I did this to get back at you." And I'm like, "What? Why? I don't understand. Did she shift or not?"
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't like this part. I just was like, "If it was a prank, it's the stupidest prank and doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why you would do this to someone?" <laughs> mm-hmm. And if it wasn't a prank, why is she now saying is she the is she still kazune from the other world or is she not like i, I it really confused me so i'm just going to forget it happened and let's let's focus on the friendship now yep um
1: it's just like later in the film, the film where they talk about um like uh, like uh, kind of throughout people will call let's say like koyomi like you don't like you don't have like feelings like normal people like you're like, you're shut off. You like you're, really like You really use some tap. You don't really, like, you don't really have emotions like everyone else. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like I guess. Yeah, like, that was a
0: little out of nowhere because the Koyomi I've seen has emotions.
1: Like,
0: yeah. has a lot of emotions. Probably too many emotions.
1: Yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe the, there's just a lot of, like, one-off things that we're not just, don't look too deep into it. You know, like, it's just, it's a prank. Ha ha. Um.
0: I will come back to that, like there are a couple lines I highlighted yeah. um that were said a couple times, and one of that is the like you could really use some tact line was said quite yeah. often, and I have a feeling or a reason why they said they kept saying it. um but I'll get to that in a bit. um jumping back to like the narrative of what's happening, yeah, they start forming these study sessions because Kazune wants to be better than him, basically, she sees him as her rival. Yeah. And she is using him to push her to greater yeah. heights. And then people see that and they're like, "Oh, they're having these study sessions." They join in and um Koyomi, who went from this very like lonely person, starts to like make actual friends yeah. and like his life really turns around and it starts to become what what used to be a sad, isolating kind of you know, life turns into this happier life that's filled with joy.
1: Way better than Shiori. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like this weird um, foil, right? Because, in the like I said, in the first film, he has a friend, and he's happy mm-hmm. in childhood, but then, bam, Shiori happens, and tragic, and his whole life, he's just so sad and isolated from then on. Yep. And in this one, he's isolated as a kid, but then finds Kazune, and his life opens up. It blooms, and yep. he's happy from that point on. So it's just an interesting foil of the two movies, like side by side, seeing the the way trajectories. This one. <sighs> yes, yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, as they say before, like this Koyomi gets the happy path yeah. for sure. but I like, um, I like, I like, I like this so whole he... little bit.
1: This montage was way better. I like the study session montage. I feel like the the, the narrative is a lot stronger, um, but the conversations are a lot um, more meaningful because I think that it's just a lot more well done. And I think that you were just trying to focus on like, just how much better this one was because of that.
0: Yeah. Like it just handled things in a very like light and humorous way that I enjoyed. Cause I just feel like the last movie was such a drag of like tragedy and like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, God, where is, where is anything that can get me out of this? So I really appreciated um, this little montage. I love that he kept asking her out and she kept being like, no. Like when no. he was in the karaoke room and he like grabbed the microphone. <laughs> it was like, you know, I have feelings for you. And she picks up the microphone and just says, no.
1: No. <laughs> just flat out.
0: <laughs> I know. It was just it made me laugh. It was, it was cute.
1: Devastatingly cute.
0: I don't understand though, why then, like after all that time, she then reverses and asks him out. What do you think of this proposal? Is it the best one, or could it have been better?
1: Um, it's the baseline. I don't really have another proposal to go off of. Um, True. Oh,
0: yeah, I guess he didn't. He never got to propose to Shiori.
1: I don't necessarily understand why it was um, aquamarine. I guess was, I understand he was doing like birthstone, but I don't understand why that was totally significant because it's even mentioned again later in the film, but. It was fine. You know, I, it's fine. It's, it's like typical, uh, type of thing. Um, I think uh, it was like the
0: one moment where it showed him being thoughtful. Cause they kept referring to him like lacking tact. So yeah. it was like the one moment where he was like, no, I really did this right. I picked the right ring. Yeah. I do want to cover before they propose, they have this like scene where they, like, bond over scientific equations and, like, run home and write on each other's clothes. Yes. Like, making breakthroughs <laughs>
1: together. Yes. It's funny, because, like, both of them eventually have stuff on their backs, and I'm like, where does this even start? Because they, they, they said they had to rewrite it. Like, where did you even... How did they even keep track? I don't understand, but, like, it was funny, because the mom walks in, and she's, like, right. looks it at looks them... it looks like
0: they've, like, had sex or something. Yeah, the clothes are like, off, and they're just, like... they're not. Hey, they they nah. literally have been doing science. Wow. mathematical equations which is kind of funny because that's kind of like what uh shiori's mom and and Koyomi's dad like fell in mm-hmm. love over in the last movie and now it's like yeah. Koyomi and kazune in this one but they actually do it in a sweet way
1: and, the other and th- i two think that's, like a, so that's a good based. thing about this film that i'll give it credit is that it, it intentionally parallels a lot of things that not necessarily yes. are someone jumping to another world mm-hmm. it's not just them going like hey, this is similar to the other world. They jumped for this, you know, like the whole, you know, and the grandfather thing. But yeah, there's there's just accidental parallels that are, of course, intentional because they created it that right, you see them throughout the film and, like, whenever you see them executed and it's done well, like, in this film, it's really strong and you're like, okay, now I see that from a different perspective because now when I see... Mm-hmm now if i go back to that first film and i go and i see that the 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 father and the and Chiari's mother um wanting to get married now that now i can have a, something foundational to go off of of maybe why they fell for each other you know having those right. breakthroughs being in, uh, having a passion for the same thing um and just yeah. really just enjoying each other's company um but also realizing that you know the person meld with isn't necessarily the person that you they don't they don't have like the most heartwarming conversations about love but they do Mm -hmm. mind melt like they do like their brains both kind of are on the same wavelength on it in an academic sense and that's why they always they they, they kind of always mesh together properly
0: and i think um over time we see their relationship become so much warmer too Mm -hmm. and grow as life goes on but yeah that first part like it's really that bonding over yeah over the science of things and their passion um i loved the little moment where he like made the comment about the pen and she's like that was eyeliner dude that was great <laughs> another one of those like little comical moments that i really appreciated about this movie
1: and then and then and that was kind of led to like because it was eyeliner she's like you didn't notice like i've been wearing makeup like for you like uh, cuz Mm-hmm. And, just... and he, he
0: like looks at her, he's just, like, <laughs> "Dude, get with it." I also loved like afterwards. She was like, "What'd your mom think?" And he was like, "Oh, about the dry cleaning." And she's like, "No, about the fact that we she caught us like
1: <laughs> still oblivious. looking like we yeah. slept
0: together." Yeah, he's so oblivious. He's like such a such a boy, such a boy. So when he proposes, um going back to the proposal, he mm-hmm. does realize that she does like a little minimal shift, and yeah. they have this section where they're kind of like questioning, you know which which one am I getting in each right. moment and I noticed during the wedding they both take off their, their watches Yes. why do you think they did that
1: I think they kind of mentioned it right before they entered the room and that was like mm-hmm. they didn't want the other thinking that it was somebody else um, yeah they or, could like
0: focus on the moment
1: yeah or like if they made the choice and they saw the number change then it would be kind of different because as you see like later in the film and I think before, maybe you can kind of reset the zero because mm-hmm. you're constantly shifting from like zero to like point something, something, something at mm-hmm. any given time. And whenever there is a major choice or life choice that is made, you may have a, like a shift that occurs. Um, but as long as it's within one, you can reset to zero and it, and avoid, they call it, they, they, have, a, they have a terminology for it, um, but basically maintain that your base zero, like self. So I think right. I think it's just kind of do, to avoid that, to avoid having the other think that, oh, I made this choice because I am from other some other world where I really wanted to marry you and we didn't get married or something happened or something like that. I think it's just to avoid that. Right,
0: like you're like, oh, I'm marrying somebody else. That's right. not completely purely you so i do think it was a great decision to leave them behind and just like enjoy the moment and it was it was a nice little like them putting science aside to like feel
1: probably a like a like a hot take but i kind of wish they never put him back on
0: i know right like
1: if they never put him back on and they just lived their lives and then maybe came back on uh, later on as, as of course the story develops, that would have made, that would have made to me a lot stronger commitment to it. Um, just because, you know, it, I guess it's it's just like, what are you, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for them to finally divert? Cause as we learn later on, it doesn't matter if you take it off. Um, they're going to know if you made an optional shift. So it's like, right. so shouldn't you just be committed to the person you love, you know? Um,
0: That's a good thought process. Um, Yeah, I I agree. Like maybe it's better to not know when these shifts are happening and instead of tracking it all the time, Um, because it does create doubts in your mind. You know, I think it could really like hurt your relationship in a way because you are doubting like, who am I getting now? And I think it's like the argument of
1: of, um, is, is the truth always necessary? Is the truth what Mm -hmm. we want or do we want to live happy? It's someone who's, is someone who is living happy, but it's it's lying. Is that person truly happy, uh, or, like, or is it not? I, I like this conversation, and I like I like that it brings this idea up. They kind of make the choice to kind of put it back on, and then just kind of wear them throughout their lives. Yeah. It's kind of just the yeah. culture of the society at this point. I imagine like everyone, yeah, because they said is. like they have testers, and there's people who wearing them like. Every day. So it's it's so commonplace now because it's developed so much in this version. Um, that it's like having a phone, I I imagine, you know, or like Apple watches are pretty common.
0: Exactly. That's kind of how I pictured it as well. Um, so we they get married, you know, we kind of get a little like, okay, time passes, like the narration of Koyomi being like, you know, my mother passed away, my grandmother passed away but I still had Kazune and we had a kid and they kind of jumped to this other scene of Kazune and, and their son. How do you pronounce it? Ryu. Ryu, Ryu. Yeah. Like he's drawing a picture and she's being all mom-like and sweet. Yeah. And so that's where we get introduced to him. And also just like parent them, which is a version of them. We don't know.
1: Right. I I think they have like, they kind of, they kind of absorb being parents like kind of, drifts away from the whole like the parallel shifting being the main focus and kind of just them being parents and i wish it was longer because then um... yeah
0: i mean they really jump into some (laughs) wild stuff um right from there like they set up like he's drawing a picture and like they're Mm -hmm. gonna go to this festival where they look at this terrifying bug thing.
1: Yeah, it's like a modern I'm like, art type of thing. It almost like
0: parallel jumps into a horror movie at this point. Like this <laughs> section felt so disjointed yeah. from the rest of the movie to me. It was so, it had this creepy element to it. It was so weird. Um, So yeah, they're at this festival, and Kaomi is like waiting in line um, on the phone with Kazune. They're like, you know, he's getting them food, and they're like off, and then he hears her gasp. Yeah. And there is A madman with a knife, a knife, laughing maniacally and running around. Is this what knife attacks are like?
1: (laughs) This is this is what knife crime is like.
0: I guess so. I'm I'm an American. I'm not familiar with gun, (laughs) yeah. I'm used to people
1: being mowed down by the tens. Excuse me.
0: Right. Um. (laughs) Yeah. It always like amuses me how like the insane are depicted in these Japanese films.
1: There's some ones like that are. They're pretty... never like slightly insane. No, they're always full like on, over the full top. Full on, yeah.
0: Like Joker level laughing.
1: My elfin lied fans out there, you guys know what I'm talking about. People go crazy, um, right? And really, because because of this this big event, we experience now one of the most meaningful shifts. Yes. Uh, in this film, happened. and that is the the version where. Um, Koyomi stops this madman, tackles him, and mm-hmm. saves everybody because he's arrested right after. And the version where he doesn't, and he the madman gets away, and mm-hmm. um, and
0: Ryu dies.
1: Yep, he's he's killed.
0: I guess he's like injured in this one, but he doesn't die.
1: Yeah, he said he says he tackled him, but but by the, by the looks of the scene. It happened so sudden, and it's like he was standing and then he wasn't. So I imagine in, like, the first one, maybe he was brushed off and, like, maybe he was knocked down. And then in the other one, he, of course, he was stabbed into death.
0: Yeah, it was some really, like, gruesome thing seeing that child just, like, fall on the ground and then blood pool. Yeah. Like him laying lifeless. I was like, damn, this is heavy.
1: I was worried that they were going to make it about, like, how it's Koyomi's fault? You know, like I was worried that they were going to oh, kind oh of yeah, I path. don't,
0: I can't go back there.
1: Yeah, as a as a, like a, like a version of the, that world because maybe maybe that's the case because mm-hmm. um because afterwards we start to see how life goes on, but obviously there's been a big change and that is that uh, Kazune is now no longer. The, Quite the same person. She's very. She's affected. acting
0: very. Like, I just thought she had a case of like PTSD that like right. set in yeah. a little later. Understandable. You know. You know? Yeah. And but. that's where we kind of discover, though, that there was an illegal operational shift.
1: Yeah. And, and they, bring yeah, the dad, kazune, they bring the dad back in this.
0: Yeah. He, he tells yeah. Uh, Koyomi that it happened yeah. and he has to go out and find this Kazune, which is the Kazune from the world where Ryu dies who has come to see her child. But it was so nice to see a mother like actually care that her kid died Right in this movie. Like <laughs> so the new. proper emotion, mm-hmm. unlike Shiori's mom in the last film that was just like talking about her daughter like a science experiment. I was <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was refreshing to see that and it was really like a very touching moment. Another one of those sweet moments that stood out to me. Which felt right. so real and so wonderful—not wonderful, because wonderful, it was sad—but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's wonderful.
1: Like, clap, clap, clap. It actually
0: like hits hits me in yeah. in the feels. Um, I'm a little confused though. They keep saying that like the further you shift, the like less like you you are. Um. Yeah. So of course, like they're like you know this isn't your Ryu. This is a different one. But they also kind of make. This comment that's like no, like my koyomi's the same. His feelings are the same about you. Yeah. So I'm like, which one is it? Are they completely different, or are they the same?
1: Um, to avoid becoming crazy conspiracy theorists again, I will I will make this short. So I think oh, I think what okay. they're saying essentially, I a can of worms. I think what they're saying essentially is that when you make major choices in these parallel worlds. You're mm-hmm. having an effect on the people around you and you're mm-hmm. affected. But when you return back to your original worlds, nobody there has been changed, but you've been changed. So right. because you're changing in this other world, you're essentially losing your true self because your true self has gone to these parallel, these parallel worlds.
0: I 100% agree with you. Be. That makes sense to me. Yeah.
1: So I think, okay. I think it's just it's just that basically changes outside of your, your zero. Um, mm-hmm. done outside of your your world can't gotcha. be major. so like
0: once you experience something, you can't go back to not yeah. having experienced it so you are different and you are changed.
1: And I think that's why she chooses to give it back ultimately because she knows that she's going to inevitably affect uh, Koyomi as well as her son here and her, mm-hmm. the weight of possibly harming or hurting uh, the others around her by taking that place or stealing it from the Koyomi yeah. that she replaced, I think is why Causing she went in. back. Right.
0: Yeah, I think hearing Ryu's like, where's my mom, like really touched her yeah. and made her realize like, this isn't going to work and I'm going to have to face the consequences of what happened yeah. and, and live through this. But it's it's just heartbreaking. Like she says, you know, to Koyomi, she's like, how would you know what this feels like? Like you get to live the happy path. Right. And that's really like, uh, oh, it just broke my heart. I was yeah. like, Yeah, it's true. It's true. She has to go back to a life where there's this unspeakable sadness. It was like very brave of her to return and deal with it.
1: I love the idea of, you know, she could have done anything but the good thing, you know, like but what but the proper thing, which is, you know, give it back, you know, like return back. But yeah. But it was very I think it's very um powerful that she that she that she went back and, and then you know, they returned to life as normal.
0: Yeah. And it's another um this is another scene where she's about to go back and Ryu comes in and gives her the finished drawing, which is right. another time they bring up this like closure. Yeah. Um, so it pops up again. It was also just a really sweet moment too. Like she did get to see her child for the last time and tell Tell by sorry. Yeah. Tell him sorry. Yeah. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Um
1: well, inevitably it wasn't her fault, you know, she just froze in the moment. But-
0: it, yeah, it, it's not her fault, but she feels like it DLC. is, and that's what matters. These are all instances where, I guess, these people are getting that closure, whereas that's what Koyomi in the last film is working towards. Yeah. Like, to to apologize, actually, like, and make up for a grievous wrong he feels like he committed, mm-hmm. um, which is why I think they they touch the scene very heavily um, in this film. But, yeah, and then they have this really, like, touching conversation in the car um i'm trying to i wrote down kind of where so they have this conversation another theme that kind of pops up in this is like about love they talk about like what love encompasses and what it is and i think this car scene when they're talking about that after all of this has happened and, and you know the almost original kazune is back um not quite the same but closest to the original, yeah, and they, they have this conversation where they talk about how love is loving someone even with the bad choices, and right, and it ties back to the conversation he had with his grandpa too, where he didn't quite understand because he was so young, but now he's able to have it with Kazane, and they talk about it together, right. and it was just a really another beautiful conversation where the dialogue was great and heartfelt and meaningful.
1: Yeah, I think I think the relationship in the in the first film we watched. Their, I wouldn't even call what they had love, but
0: no but, I no. mean she definitely
1: loved him, but it just wasn't it didn't really bud in the proper way. Mm-hmm. but the small parallels have so much more meaning in this film because yeah. they 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 do it in such a strong way where they explain why it's so important. I mean even things like fact that we had the guinness part in the first one and then the second one it's a different beer but she mentions the whole aspect about the glass
0: right i would prefer to have a glass or yeah, yeah i noticed that too so it's just like a the little things, yeah
1: it's the little things and then they become i think a lot stronger because um we actually experience something versus you know um uh you know uh the hermit koyomi who just wants to make up for, you know, a, a, a past mistake.
0: Yeah, the, the Koyomi that like literally has one purpose in life and wastes his entire life just doing this one thing. Yeah. This is like the Koyomi that gets to blossom and bloom and live like a happy real life, yeah. um, which is nice to see. It's, it's nice to see this character get to experience happiness after the last film
1: which um, kind and of see like...
0: the warmth that is in him.
1: It kind of this is another hot take. Sorry. Um, oh my god, You're um, killing me. I kind of wish Koyomi didn't uh, just just didn't try to uh, save a Shiori. Like I feel like as much as you know, it, you know, what did it, did it make inevitably the end of his life? Um, to to have that happen, uh, probably probably. Nothing to make to make that small choice uh, just to um, make sure that one thing happens. but I think that you know you lost somebody, but you have someone who's right next to you every step of the way, and you mm-hmm. don't realize what you have. right i I feel like it's it's
0: so blinded by what he's trying to do that he can't even see like the kazune in front of him. yeah. I
1: feel like like he should have just made choice to kind of let things go, just like she already wanted, and just let let it go.
0: Um, in this conversation in the car, they also he like makes this statement where he's like, "I'm sure in every single world or parallel Mm -hmm. world, I would love you in every single one." He says this. He says to every
1: you. It was the title.
0: Right. Exactly. He he brings it home with that title. (laughs) Of course, he's not correct. Um. In a way though, I guess maybe he is. He just doesn't love her in a romantic way, but love doesn't have to be romantic all the time. Yeah. But he respects her as a colleague and they're very apparently they're very close. Um, but it's just not the same. Yeah. But yeah, he, he makes this statement, which is very sweet and like all oh, the romance there is nice. This is this is the film where you actually get the romance.
1: I don't know how I would feel if we watched it the reverse way, uh. in the sense that if we watched it this one first and then the other one second. I feel like we would have been like... I
0: think we watched it in the right order. Yeah. I really do. Um, in fact, I think if people watch this first, like, why even bother watching the other film? Like, You're going to feel so much film is, film is would taken from even... you. Yeah, it would feel even worse, the other film would, because mm-hmm. you'd have this comparison of, like, actual good dialogue and emotions and... Yeah. Like real, and then you watch like the last one that's so empty, I yeah. just uh I don't know if it would have the same effect. I don't think um, so. And it definitely I think made me appreciate this film more because yeah. I saw the other one first
1: i do think I do think looking back, though, I think that um, it is important to have that second film because mm-hmm.
0: yes, I agree.
1: because just like he was talking about in the car, we should see the versions of the world where he loved her with all his heart, but we should also see the mm-hmm. ones that, that experienced turmoil, like with losing their son, but also the version yeah. of the world where they know each other, but maybe just they're not, they're not together.
0: Meant to be, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, let's see here. So that, all of that happens. And then I think they kind of like grow old together too. It's another like narration of a lot of yeah. time passing.
1: Yeah, grandchildren.
0: Right. All the whole shebang. They're they're old people now. They're old. They live their life that old aren't. as
1: hell. Apparently um, uh, like their retirement or like their version of old folks' homes is kind of just to experience like renderings or like a another like a like a virtual reality type of thing. And he moves back home during that time, it's it seems. Um, let's back
0: up. Let's back up. He finds out he's gonna die. He, like, yes. gets some kind of diagnosis yes. that, that I'm assuming cancer or something along those lines that's terminal. Yeah. And he decides to spend his last bit of time, uh, which his son encourages him to do. I noticed that on my second yeah. watch. He was like, because my son told me I should do this, I decided to, like, <laughs> He's like, and... Dad, you need to. <laughs> yeah, like, don't, don't worry about being a burden. Like, yeah. go live, actually live, like, the last part of your life in peace and happiness.
1: I'm going to stop so, you right there just so um, I need to use the restroom so bad. <laughs> so I'm going to be God. right back.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's okay. it's okay. It's okay. You're back.
1: Two thousand years later.
0: Back to what we were talking about. They're old now. He's going to die. He's back in his old house. Mm-hmm. This is where Kazune now wakes up as an old lady, you know, yep. around this time. She finds a letter from the Kazune of the past movie that world right. explaining everything we get the whole montage of the last movie of their like shiori and everything that happened and the explanation and this is where they actually explain some of what the fuck was going on the last time <laughs> cuz i was like oh yeah. i just pieced together so much shit yeah. that i would had no idea and i was like i've got everything all wrong wow so in this letter they explain that like they figured out how to time shift um, they picked the world he was going to do it, where he would least likely meet Shiori. Apparently, when you time shift, it causes you to go brain dead, which is why Cosme right. was so upset and <laughs> jumped on him. Because I was like, I that was not apparent to me. It's yeah. not clear. So it meant his death, pretty much. And we learned that he didn't actually shift his body or anything, but his consciousness shifted and attached to the consciousness from this world to the koyomi from this world and shiori's consciousness shifted with him so is a part of him even when he doesn't know it basically yeah they're all there in this one koyomi
1: yes um (laughs) a lot of people
0: It was a lot i was just like whoa yeah i also found out that that whole scene from the last movie where they're old and he does the shift isn't from this world it's them in that world. Yep. And I thought it was the, the married them mm-hmm. doing that. I was like, what? Which totally changes. He like comments on the ring and says, it looks really nice, which is kind of a cute little, it changes the perspective of, I have of it, but it was a nice little nod of like the intimacy that was still there between them, but not married.
1: Yeah. And she mentions in the and, letter too, she's like the ring that I had, I, I saw previously. Um, you know
0: when i shifted yeah and i shifted yeah pocket.
1: and so mm-hmm. so that explains why she shifted when she made the choice that could explain that mm-hmm. making that happening basically maybe she saw that version maybe in a dream you know uh yeah and and, and saw the ring and that's why she had that's why she had it but that's right. why it makes any sense when we watched it the first time so just like it's just like oh wait what
0: yeah, yeah, it it just put that all in perspective and I was like, "Oh, okay, I understand." It also answers the question I asked you in the last podcast where I was like, "Do you think Kazune loves him?" Um, right. she answers that question. Yep. She did. She yep. loved him very much. Yeah. Um
1: I think I think for sure, you know, for it was definitely one-sided, but
0: in this world, one-sided for sure, but she definitely had feelings for him in that world and mm-hmm. he just didn't notice cuz he was so sidetracked on Shiori and couldn't let go. Like you said, couldn't notice that she was there in front of him, yep. um, which is kind of even more tragic, right? He had the ability for happiness, but he chose not to see it. Yep. Like his choices led him down that tragic, sad path that it was. And this is where she also asks a favor of this world's kazune. He, she brings up how he made that promise to Shiori right. to meet her. And the crosswalk. And she's like, look, part of me didn't even want this to happen. But I, I love him. And I think this is, I want to try and have him keep this promise, even if he doesn't understand what it means. So yeah. I need you to encourage him to go, which was just so like, sweet. Yeah, this part made me very teary eyed. I'll admit, I actually got a little weepy. It really spoke to like my Polly heart too, where she was just like, you know i know like i'm asking you to send someone to like the side of someone else
1: but that let you my love feelings you know come through you know for for him for you <laughs> like, like experience this with me you know but understand that i love yeah, him so much yeah but also
0: like that yeah and this Kazune loves him so much too that she's able to do that she's like you know this he needs this even if he doesn't know that he needs it like i want to do this for this koyomi in this world Yeah. because i love him in all worlds right like that love basically is the thing that transcends all the worlds.
1: And that's why it's to every you as well. Cause it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's from her perspective of for, for every you I've loved before. And it's, it's coming through, you know, even in the situation where she would yeah. love him least or she should, she shouldn't love him or like, I guess they, the love's not there for her.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not returned, but yeah. the love is still there and strong on her end. Yeah. And it's just so sweet. And that's kind of where we come to the point where I say this is really Kazune's love story.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not Koyomi's love story, it's Kazune's love story. And that was really nice to see. I I really loved that kind of change. Um, I don't know. It was good. It was good. Yeah. So he does go to the crosswalk, right? And encouraged by old Kazune, um, this Kazune, and he sees Shiori, which we kind of see in the be- very beginning. He sees her, but doesn't know it's her and just thinks it's a girl standing in the crosswalk. And is like, like any reasonable person would be like, here, can I help you out of the street so you don't get <laughs> hurt? And when he extends his hand and they touch hands, something in him shifts. And what we come to realize is it's not a parallel shift. It's like, I believe it's that imaginality or consciousness of Koyomi and Shiori, like Shiori reaching herself, like being reunited with herself. And that is what truly allows her to move on. Yeah. Um, to
1: me, it's like It's like a bug or a glitch. Like sometimes like in games, like you're playing it and something bugs out, but like you do something mm-hmm. random and it kind of like resets and it starts working again. Like, yeah. that's what I imagine it being like, you just kind of like sparked that thing. Like you didn't necessarily fix it, anything but like just doing that made like the the code of it go oh yeah like let me let me repair this and so i, I think he kind of like it was just making that small connection sparked it mm-hmm. but it 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 sort of repaired what was wrong
0: but i think like it wasn't known that that was going to happen when he made the time shift like it was right. just a hope mm-hmm. and like if it wasn't for kazane's love for him Shiori would still be trapped. Like it's not Koyomi that saved Shiori; it's Kazune. Yeah, in the end.
1: Yep, and that's like but, she's
0: the one that sealed the deal.
1: Yep, and it, it, it's it's sweet because uh, he has this thought whenever he enters the consciousness of uh, of this this movie's uh, himself, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, I hope, I hope, you know, he's not too confused, etc. And then right. immediately things go wrong. Um and he nearly I don't know dies dies yeah um, he he
0: has like a heart thing or people yeah. people whenever they're like terminally ill they they clutch their chest a lot <laughs> and I'm like it must be heart related I guess <laughs> yeah um yeah. they have like these small attacks like yeah tiny heart attacks I guess um, and
1: that uh then then he gets to meet uh the other version or the this, this version of Shiori.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. she she happens upon him, helps him, like picks up his medicine for him when he needs the help. And then they have this little conversation where they're just like, you know, he's like, What's your name? And she's like, Oh, that doesn't matter. I'm well first of all, this really bugged me. The translation in the last movie was it's a trivial matter. Yeah. What she says in this movie is I'm nobody. <laughs> like Kind of a big deal. My
1: guess like, is that maybe because it's parallel worlds, like what her dad told her, you know, or what what her what her values were were slightly different. <laughs> that's the way I'm going to explain it. But I it don't off.
0: like it because then it makes me feel like she's not happy if she's just like I'm nobody.
1: Because her hair is she like feels very sad ish in this one. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's her change or change. In this world, I is... wish they
0: had kept it the same. Yeah. I wish it had been like, it's a trivial matter. That would have hit way better than changing it. I don't think it was needed there. It just made me sad for Shiori. It's to... not
1: important. I'm, I'm like, do you not special. value yourself
0: that much? Yeah, like, I'm nobody special. It's just like, okay. And this um, seems kind of um, like, you're, like you're... he's
1: like, like why not just tell him? Like, like,
0: Well, she doesn't know. I don't think she knows him either, but
1: she doesn't know her. Yeah, own they, name. they're
0: like, I recognize you sort of, but like not really. And yeah. they're like, oh, maybe we met in a parallel world. Ha ha ha. And then he goes about, they both go about their way. I mean, he asks her if she's happy, and she says yes. And then that makes him happy.
1: Yeah. Very sweet old people talk.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a really pleasant, nice conversation. So then it's it's nice to see them reunite, and it's nice to see that it worked. Shiori was saved. She got to live out a, a happy life, yep. but it didn't have Koyomi in it. And he returns home, and of course Kazune is like waiting like, oh man, what happened? What happened? I know everything. Yeah and he's just like yeah nobody showed up. I don't know. It's weird.
1: But um, I had this, I nice had this like
0: delightful conversation <laughs> with this old lady and she's yeah. like probably I know. And they talk about how like he delights in it. He was able to be happy for a complete stranger and that was really nice. Yeah. Um and then he just like goes on this really sweet thing about um he says I think Kazune, because I had you with me. My life is happy now. I got to love Kazune. Wow. What a way to end it. And like, that's the very first line of this film is he's old. And when he wakes up, he says, very soon, I will finish my life happy. Very different from how he finished his life in the last movie.
1: Yeah. Full circle.
0: So, yeah. So with that being said, like, that's the movie. I um, watched till the credits, um, through the credits, because I was like, is there going to be a secret scene? No, there's not I did not this one. well.
1: You know, yeah. I, I, like, I was like scanning through it back and forth. I was like, there's nothing.
0: Also, I hated the music they used in the credits. Like they ended on this really sweet, like touching moment, and then they brought in that weird like guitar music <laughs> again. <but> like <laughs> it pulled me right out of it. I was like, you couldn't like soften this transition a little bit, like <sighs> damn <laughs> I don't know. I was not a fan.
1: Uh, so but overall. <laughs> yeah. So overall. There is there's, there's a lot. Um
0: I'm very glad we watched the last movie
1: yeah we had so much to talk about with this
0: one you thought it would just be an aside
1: yeah i thought it was going to be like a 30 minute addendum to our first but um there really was a lot to it um a lot more uh crackpot theories as you as you've heard um Mm -hmm. but just so much more depth and i feel like um i think like uh you know both these films together make a great piece of of artwork and 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 anime and cinema and i think that um some of the parts where where it it, it gets its lows are some of like once again some of the just it gets it gets kind of like you have to really think about things or give it a second watch to really um Mm -hmm. make the connections it's not this movie still suffered
0: from the science stuff not as much Mm -hmm. as the last one but it definitely was still a bit much to comprehend. Yeah. It still felt a little bogged down with, with the science jargon and, and convoluted plot lines and a little hard to follow even still. Yeah. What questions did it leave you with?
1: Uh, mainly, mainly the ones I mentioned before, uh, just kind of like how deep does it go with mm-hmm. parallel shifting? You know, not parallel shifting like where you jump in machine and do said thing, but um, and make, it, make this optional shift. Um, But how deep does, like, a shift go to where are people making major different choices that branch off? Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, the other one was when it comes to these, I guess, inexplainable things that they have, like, sort of a, like, premonition thought. um, Mm -hmm. How connected are we to our parallel selves in the sense that are we remembering aspects about our future or about our other selves that are affecting our decisions is that important Mm -hmm. is that kind of really what the mind does already i mean when you think about making a choice um you think about the outcomes and the possibilities is this just a heightened version of that where because it's possible um and because you do have these parallels um that you can just shift by accident say because of a choice or during a dream like how how much are we or how much are they in this world um, uh, influenced mm-hmm. by those decisions? And I wonder if there's any decisions that uh, he said it briefly when he proposed to her. But like, was it this uh, Kazane that I proposed to, her or was it some other? Right. So just yeah, mainly that's, those two. Yeah, that's ports, left ports.
0: unclear. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Uh, as far as, I know we rated the last movie, right? Yeah. My question is, taking this movie on its own, don't take into consideration the last movie. As a movie, where would you rate this?
1: i give it a four on its own. Okay. Uh, I'll just explain a little bit, but I think that because the first part kind of rehashes a lot of it, I understand where mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're going with a lot of things it doesn't get too, as much into the science type of stuff, and it makes, yeah. it makes enough sense on its own. But the latter half of the film, to me, would suffer without, without understanding the previous film.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't think it can stand on its own as a mm. great film without the first one. Yeah. So my other question for you, and I, I guess I'll say I, rate, I would rate this film on its own, standing alone, as a 3.5. Um, the science, like I said, still bogs it down a bit.
1: Was that um, higher than your stolen. previous one? Did you have it? You have it in the threes. I felt. Yeah,
0: like. I I can't remember what I gave the last one. It was either a two or a two point five. Yeah. I really did not like the last movie. This one I liked a lot better. Mm-hmm. I liked it so so much better, just because as we have discussed before, dialogue characters just felt so much more enjoyable to watch, and like I could really there was yeah. something there for me to relate to and and make me feel. So I would give this a three point five on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you rate the story together?
1: I think I'm going to stay right where I'm at and I stay at a four. I think I was in like the mid threes for the, pra- the past one. I think mm-hmm. what suffers from that one is made up by this one enough mm-hmm. to where together, it's sort of like s- separately, say I was, I think at the previous one, I was like three or 3.5. This one makes up enough for it together to where like symbiotically um, they make Set of words symbiotically. Uh together I still (laughs) I would still say a four. Um and to me,
0: I feel like it brings it up to a four altogether. Really? Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. I think once you piece it all together, it has more of a net positive. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, this movie saved saved this story for me. Like
1: I was just like, I think I said three point five in the last episode, and I was saying it because I was like, please God, make this other half of it make it better better
0: you had you had yeah. optimistic hope and i was the cynical one that was like uh, i have to watch this other movie now and it's probably gonna suck and blah 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 but i I'm admitted gonna i watched blah, like the, the first hour
1: it. of this film and i was just like like I, when i was watching it i was kind of watching it on the side and not paying attention to it mm-hmm. and i was like i was like i'm not gonna like this and so i didn't even pay attention I, I just stopped after an hour then i watched it like like actually watched it the second time around i was like okay and then I was like, I watched it in full that time, and then the third time, um, and then pieces that I watched, like I watched certain sections over again. I was like, okay, this is this is actually. I was kind
0: of like the same way, like when I first, they were just repeating similar, you know, scenes we'd already seen. Right. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, it wasn't until the conversation with the grandpa was the turning point for me, where I was I like, oh, there's something here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I really like kind of honed in and was like, maybe I'm gonna like this movie more because. Yeah. It actually tackled things in a realistic and wonderful way so yeah i'm boggled that people like the first movie more yeah. i feel like that's what i've read on the internet and i'm like what how people
1: people were saying a lot of people were saying they'd watch like to ever you first and then watch to me the only uh, the to me the the one who loved you second and they're like i didn't get it off the first one but after watching the second one it all made sense And I was like, I get that it makes sense now, but like the Mm -hmm. first one made more sense. And I feel like the first one was stronger just as a film. Maybe maybe, we'll never know because we watched them in the order that we did. In
0: the order we did. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, you know, maybe the parallel universe us watched it in the other way around and it was more poetic. But yeah, I I agree. I've seen a lot of people who've watched uh, the one we watched first and they felt like the second one, the first one for us was better. And I'm like, hmm. I don't really think so, but okay.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't think so. And maybe it's because they were looking at that second one as an addendum yeah. to the first and just filling in certain pieces. Yeah, um, And that's why that's why it gets a four this.
1: for me, because I think it loses points because there were so many characters that just became nothing characters um, mm-hmm. in, in the second one because they didn't really have meaning in the first one. Like, it wasn't really important. Right. That he, that he necessarily liked his relationship with his dad or, or, or mom. That wasn't really important. They weren't really important characters to it. So since they gave those characters life in the second ones, they didn't really take that as an opportunity to make them another character. They were just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, science. Yeah,
0: and then I've, like part of me wants to do a little science experiment and like take my friends and be like, watch it in this order and tell me what you think and report back. <laughs> what if they like, like it less? Like, a survey? That's what I'm interested to hear. Like, oh, I really I wonder if the order you ma- you watch it in really affects how you feel yeah. about the movies. Um, and I, the thing is, we can never know. Because like you said, we watched it in the order that we did. So yeah. I'm interested to hear from someone I know, like what they would think. Um, I also am interested to know, we watched the first movie. We had a few weeks to like think about it. And after we discussed it, and then we watched yeah. this one like several weeks later. I wonder what it would be like to watch them back to back, and if that would really be too much.
1: I think it'd be it'd be a little bit of information overload. I'm glad we took a break from it because I kind of needed too. to reset. Like I almost like because like I was begrudgingly watching it weeks later. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine watching it right afterwards. I would have been kind of disjaded at the time.
0: If I had like come to this not for podcast purposes, and I watched the first one, I don't think I would have cared enough to finish it. Yeah. The first one wasn't good enough for me to be like, oh, I need to know. Yeah. I do think maybe this is like a positive of watching the other one first. If I had watched this one first, I would yeah. have cared to finish it. Um, So that does say something like, I think if someone's coming to this newly, like this movie has more, will capture you more and make you want to continue to watch the other half.
1: I like to put these at the end of the episode. If anybody here is one is willing to watch or wants to watch these in a certain order, Yes. Watch, watch these in the in the in the opposite order. Watch to every you I loved before first, and then watch to me, the only one who loved you second. And tell us, like, let us know if mm-hmm. it was better or worse, or if you, uh, if you, if you don't feel like you would hold it in the same regard as we did.
0: Another thing that just blows my mind. Didn't you look up in the last one a survey that said whether people liked Kazune or Shiori more, like ship them? And people said Shiori. Yeah,
1: people said Shiori. Like, yep.
0: How? Fucking they have. like her as a
1: character better than, uh, than Takigawa.
0: Why don't they like Kazune? Because she's like, I kind wish of it had more world. reviews.
1: Maybe I could look at it now and, and see if there's more reviews. But
0: yes, please look it up right now because I need to know. Because I, I need to leave a review because I'm upset. Like, why would anybody pick Shiori over Kazune?
1: So, right Kazune now, is so this is better. ranked a 7.38 out of 13,000 users. So, there's actually quite a few now. There was definitely like only a couple thousand before. Um, okay. In the reviews, let's let us we will go over a few here. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see if there's any sort of okay suggested. Um, let me let me go to the first not recommended. Okay, first not recommended said this movie will make you angry. The whole text was written for friend, so it's very emotional. I'm sharing it here because I found it funny. Honestly, disgusting movie. It'll only give anger, but that's just me. The main character is miserable, pathetic, obsessed. I didn't empathize with him. The fact that you can com- you can compare. The two from different universes is making it kind of easy. Like, gladly, there's a better version of him somewhere. Um, so that was fair. a bit rough. Here's the I highest rated review fair. of recommended. Short, non-objective, and biased review. What? Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Non-objective, biased. Uh, this is actually surprisingly good. I didn't have my hopes up after watching uh, this, uh, the Boku Eye, which was the, the one with Shiori, uh, before mm-hmm. watching this movie. Which wasn't a good idea, but without going into spoilers, I can recommend Kimi I, uh, uh, no Boku, a first. Uh, okay. Kimi wo I starts off with good phase, didn't slow down uh, once in my in my opinion. Sadly, uh, going into details of this movie very isn't very very easy without spoilers. The two movies go really well together. So basically, they're saying that um, they don't recommend. Um,
0: Watching the one we did first. What?
1: Well, well, yeah. They, they, I,
0: I actually think I, I probably agree with that now. Um, I think I do. I think we watched them in the wrong order. Yeah. I'll, in the end, though, we had, I think I had a similar takeaway because they do work much better together than separately.
1: I'll send you the reviews that I'm looking at and if there's any that catch your eye. Most people say you need to watch both films. Uh, personally, I watched every you that I love first but I will treat both movies as one and say it doesn't really matter which way you decide to go. So they're kind of saying either way it works out. But um, but they're saying the one we watched second, they watched first. Um, so this one was with mixed feelings. They said most important requirement for a series dealing with time, space, or sci-fi elements is that the universe laws principles stay consistent. So like yeah, like the the, the, the plot holes were kind of the the big mm-hmm. negative for them, which is understandable. Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, I agree with that
1: 100%. Yeah. Um, I think most people who probably didn't watch the second film was because they watched this one first, though. And I think that would be an argument
0: When you say
1: to, this one, you mean... Uh, the you mean- uh, to, to me, the only... Uh, the one who loved it. Yeah,
0: you. the one we watched first. Okay. They,
1: most people say they, it seems like the negative reviews are the ones who watched that one and they kind of didn't want to watch the other one. So I would say...
0: If we're, if, we're going to give, if we're
1: going to give the Kokoro B recommendation, I would say watch to every you for that reason because I want people yes. to watch both of these.
0: Well, let's go ahead and and close the podcast yeah. out. Just want to say thank you all so much for for all the support, for all the feedback. We really appreciate it. And it just like means a lot to us. This has been such a fun project to work on and I can't wait to see where it goes. Sad Dad, where can people find you on, on the interwebs?
1: You can find me on uh, twitch.tv slash chillwithsaddad chill with um, right now, uh, just explain, exploring like a little bit of Undertale and playing through that, because that's another amazing, uh, deeply rich story. It uh, has a lot of different endings, which is kind of uh, <laughs> similar.
0: Mm, there you go. Um, it all ties together.
1: But mostly, uh, mostly just uh, uh, playing the content creator game, so you can find me, for most part, on Twitter. Uh, Chill with Sad Dad, as well as on YouTube, putting out I was just I've been doing a lot of YouTube stuff
0: lately. Yeah. So it's exhausting, it good, but it's
1: worth it. I'm sure.
0: I'm sure you can find me on slash minuet underscore xo. I've been doing a lot of um phasmophobia lately. Uh, that's every Wednesday. Mondays are kind of more variety streams and up in the air. I yeah. kind of choose as I go what I'm in the mood for. Sometimes it's more phasma. Sometimes it's a completely different game. Right. Um, but yeah, you can catch me there. Come hang, chill. hands. yeah. Of course, if you like this episode, if you like the podcast, please leave your review. subscribe, give us feedback. We are always, you know, open to that and wanting to be better and make this even better for all of y'all.
1: I've also been making, I posted one to our, our Ko-Fi page because we now have a, a page that week that people can, Essentially, donate to keep the 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 podcast running. Um, mm-hmm. and I posted something because I've been getting obsessed with um AI and it mm-hmm. making yeah, art. I've noticed so, that in your
0: Discord.
1: <laughs> and so I've been posting some of that to the Ko-fi page. So if anyone's out there and you want me to uh, AI generate some cool images, I might, I might, I might save some of the the best ones. Um, I need
0: you to like get me into that because I tried to do it and it. It was a big old fail. It's a so big complex for sure. Use on that. yeah. I I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> but, and with that, that's the end. Yeah. Da 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 da. Uh... <laughs>